Okay, I'd like to actually move on to a brand new topic, and I want to thank all of those people that have sent in emails who have gained so much from the crash course. Baruch Hashem, we're continuing the crash course, but on a slightly different direction, because although there's so much to discuss on Pesach, this year we have the unique opportunity of making an Erev Tavshinin, because we have in Chutzlaaretz a Tudor Yantuf, which leads on straight to Shabbos, you've got Thursday, Friday, which leads on to Shabbos, and I want to mention a locha, which I think we all have to familiarize ourselves with at this time, it's going to happen again, I think Shavuos time, but let's learn it for now. Because it's very, very important to understand exactly what to do and how to set up your kitchen and your cooking methods and ideas already before Yontov, because this already has to be done on Erev Yontov. So first of all, Erev Tavshilin, let's talk about it on the most basic level, is a method through which a person can basically prepare food for Shabbos on Yontov. The idea is that on Yontov you're actually not allowed to cook for another day, which we'll discuss hopefully tomorrow. We'll discuss many of the halachas of Yontov and preparing for one day Yontov to another day Yontov. But this is already uh, Erev Yontov halacha, so I want to get to this first. And the idea basically is that I'm starting my preparation before Yontov, and therefore anything that I cook on Yontov is actually considered to be a continuation of the cooking that I did before Yontov rather than a new act of cooking, and therefore it's muta. Now it's interesting just to let you know the Gemara Masech to Suma Chof Ches Omed Base 28b brings down that Rava says that Avram Avinu observed, as we know, everything, all of the Torah, including every Durabonon, and including that, he says, is Eruv, Eruv, even the Indian of Eruv Tavshilin, which is incredible. The Rav Shimon Schwab, Zetzal, writes in the Sefer Ma'am Bishasheva, he says that Avram Avinu, uh, when he kept the whole Torah, he was basically preparing it for Klal Yisrael, who would, he would actually receive it at Harusina, and when they received the Torah, it was already considered a Masorah, because this reason, that's the reason why the Gemara considers and and, and includes Erev Tavshinin in Avram of Venus, um, things that he kept, which we could have said he kept everything, even, you know, I don't know, eating morrow. You know, why did we pick Erev Tavshinin? Says of Shab, it's so beautiful that we Dafka picked in the Gemara that Avram of Kavinu kept even Erev Tavshinin, because Erev Tavshinin is a preparation for the future, and therefore Avram of Venus was keeping the Torah as a preparation for us as well. Uh, the morale in Netzach Yisrael explains it in a different way. He says the Yontav is a taste of the days of Moshiach. How interesting. Similarly, the way that Yishabbos, as we know, the Gemara tells us in Brochus, is a 60th of Olam Haba. So in order for us to go from the mundane of this world into the pure spirituality of Olam Haba, so we have to have an in-between stage. And that in-between stage is the time of Mashiach. And the morale tells us that since the days of Mashiach will be more focused on spirituality, it will be much easier easier for us to do mitzvahs, and therefore we will not be as rewarded as greatly. Therefore we make an Eretz Tavshinim for Olam Abba by doing mitzvahs in this world, so we can continue at the times of Mashiach and receive our ultimate reward in Olam Abba. That was a very beautiful, beautiful idea from the Maral. But let's move on to the actual halachas. Let's understand it. We have to understand that Yom Tov is very different to Shabbos in one major way. Malacha, as we know, and as we'll speak about Hashem tomorrow, is muta on yonta for the sake of oichel nefesh. Oichel nefesh basically means cooking, or anything that's related to cooking. Now on yontif, you're allowed to cook on, you're allowed to do any malacha of oichel nefesh, only for the need of yontif itself. Whereas, in need of any other day, even if it's for the next day yontif, is going to be asa. 
The Mishnah in Beitzah tells us that when Yontav falls on Erev Shabbos, a person is not allowed to cook on Yontav for Shabbos. What are you meant to do? What, what are you meant to do? I have to eat on Shabbos, right? So says the Mishnah, I'll tell you what to do. You cook for Yontav, and even if many, many pots, and anything that's left over, you can use on Shabbos, but you can't do Harama. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. However, there is another way. The Mishnah continues that if you make what we call an Erev Tavshinim, it's a mitzvah de Rabbanon. You are allowed to cook from Yontav to Shabbat. We have to understand what that means. Now, the Shulchan Aruch brings it lahalacha, and it's a metofkuf chavzayin sipalav, that if you make an air of Tavshinin, which is a mitzvah de Rabbanon, you can now cook on Yontav for Shabbos. But we have a big question. Before we move on, we have a major kasha. The Torah said, you're not allowed to cook on Yontav for another day. We just said it's a mitzvah midura bonon to make an erev tashilin, and through that you can now cook on yontav to Shabbos. How can the rabbonon allow something that the Torah said is asa? Again, the Torah said it's asa to cook on yontav for the next day. So therefore, min Torah, you're not allowed to cook from yontav to Shabbos. The rabbis came along and said, well, if you make erev tashilin, then you're allowed. Slicha, hey, it's a doraisa. The rabbonon can't allow it. So what's going on? So again, on a very simple level, Rabba in the Gemara brings there are two answers. Rabba says. That midaraisa, you're allowed to cook something on Yontav for a weekday, which could be eaten on Yontav itself, meaning, if, for example, if guests arrive. The Rabbonon came along and said that's not allowed. Therefore, they did not prohibit one cooking on Yontav for Shabbos when you use Erev Tavshin. That's called what we call Hoyl. Since. Since guests could come, I could theoretically use it. And that's a very important answer, which we'll see has a lack of ramifications for our Erev Tavshin. Rav Chista comes along and says, absolutely not. He says that Min HaToyah, it is also the cook anything on Yontav for a weekday, even if you could eat the food on Yontav itself. What he understands is, according to the Torah, you are allowed to cook on Yontav for Shabbos because they had the same Kedusha. Right, Rashi says, because you refer to Yontav and Shabbos, it's the same, it says Kedusha. And therefore the Rabbonin came along and says, you're not allowed to cook from Yontav and Shabbos, because maybe a person will make a mistake and say, oh, that means you're allowed to cook on Yontav for a weekday. The Mele Deir Tavshinim prevents a person from making such a mistake. That's called Turkish Shabbos Nasan Yontav. We're not going to go into too much detail. Halacha Lamaisa, according to all Shitas, you're allowed Min Hatoyah to cook on Yontav for Shabbos. It's awesome with Rabbonin, and therefore an Eir Tavshinim will allow it to be done. How beautiful. Now, the concept of an Erev Tavshinim basically is, and I, I do, want, do want to say that, you know, there is a wonderful, wonderful Sefer out there that all of you really should get. I don't know if you're allowed that of your house, you're probably not. Maybe you can order it online. But um, there's a beautiful Sefer called the Pocket Halacha Series, the Halachas of Erev Tavshinim. I know the author very, very well. It's a beautiful Sefer, very, very quick guide to what you have to know. It's a Gavaldiga book. If you can get it, you definitely should. And the halakhas I'm telling you now have come from there. Hint, hint. Okay. So the concept of Erev basically means is I'm making a minor preparation for Shabbos already on Erev Yontuf, Right? That means already on Wednesday. Um, and therefore, that basically means that I've started my Shabbos preparation. Everything I do on Yontuf is a continuation of that. Now, who has to make an Erev Tavshinin? Anyone that's planning to do any Malacha on Yontuf as a preparation for Shabbos, which, by the way, is pretty much everyone, because if you're planning on eating any type of hot food on Shabbos, which I'm sure you are, how are you heating that food up? Heating food up is Bishal, that's a Malacha. So how are you heating up the chicken soup on a Friday afternoon, which is Yontuf, the second day Yontuf? 
counter for Shabbos. You need to have hot chicken soup, hot chicken, hot meat, anything. So what are you doing? Obviously, heating it up. Heating up is a malacha, so that's going to be included, right? So any, if you're planning on having hot food on Shabbos this, this week, so then you're going to be included in that. If you're planning on lighting Shabbos candles, right? Let's say apparently you're going to go eat somewhere else, which is not so nagar, right? Because most people are eating at home, which is why more people are going to be making an Erev in this year, because they're not relying on everyone else to get their food. But even if you are theoretically, so you're lighting candles. Lighting candles is done on Erev Shabbos for Shabbos. That means you're doing a malacha of lighting on Yontav for Shabbos. So it basically includes pretty much everyone that's planning on doing any malacha. Because everyone, I think, this year is going to be do some kind of malacha. Now, not an erev tashin is only need for an actual malacha that is permitted on yontav that needs to be done as a preparation for Shabbos. For example, boire or bishol, you know, any type of things like that. If a person is doing absolutely nothing except for lighting candles, so then uh, if the only thing you're doing is lighting candles, some post can hold you make an erev tashinim, but without a bracha. Um, in fact, some of the posts can actually bring down that you should dafka not finish all your preparations in order to make an Erev Tarshin, because it is a mitzvah to do so. We want a person to be able to do that. Now, let's move on. So, as again, as I, I want to be clear about that as well. If basically you're eating some, your meal somewhere, and all the preparation we're doing from Yontav to Shabbos is lighting candles, it's a machloikas, and as I said, the main halacha is that you should t- do an Erev Tarshin, but without a bracha, but the mice of many points can hold, even then, you should actually make a bracha, and therefore what you should do is try to do some halacha, like heating up chicken soup or something like that, in order to um, make it that the Erev Tarshin works for that as well. I'm not going to get into the Indian of making an Erev Tarshin in a hotel, because I don't think that's so good this year. Now, what exactly does the Erev Tavshin allow us to do? It allows any food preparation that can be done on the Erev Shabbos, that's Yontuf, for Shabbos, like Boer and Toichen and, and, and Bishel and and and, and, and and schito and anything, carrying, for example, if you're carrying something from one place to another place, that's also allowed, you're doing that on Erev Shabbos, washing the dishes with hot water on Yontuf, which normally would be also because you're not using it on that day, but if you're doing it for Shabbos, that's also going to be mutter, and obviously lighting candles on Yontuf uh, for Shabbos, that's fine. Non-food preparation, with an Erev Tavshin, a person could do any active preparation on Yontuf for Shabbos, even if it's not directly related to food preparation, for example, carrying a machsa to shul on Yontuf for Shabbos is permitted Folding clothes in preparation for Shabbos. Tidying the room on Yontov in preparation for Shabbos. Rolling the safe for Torah is, per- is permitted. All of these things is done. Um, in fact, some of the posts can say not everything. Like, for example, a person should not light a Yotzite candle on Yontov to burn for Shabbos, even with an air of Tavshinin, or I don't think it's Nagaya now. Anyway, and it should not be Nagaya. Men's mikvah cannot be heated up on Yontov for the use of Shabbos, because that's not Nagaya. Now, what should you use? So the Gemara tells us that you're allowed to cook on Yontuf if you prepare the cooked food. And you're allowed to bake on Yontuf, again, all for Shabbos, if you prepared a baked item. And therefore, the Erev should consist of both the cooked food and a baked item. If you only intend to cook and not bake, then you actually only need to prepare a cooked item. However, the Maisa, the Mishnah Brewer says that a person should really prepare both, and that's the minute, is we try to go, uh, because you have to also realize that your intention not to bake means that, okay, now it's different because, you know, Pesach is not, so we're not going to be doing so much baking, but even sometimes crisping up the matzahs could be considered some kind of baking, and therefore you should make sure to cons- to prepare both a cooked and a baked food before Yontav. Um... That is the reason over there. Now, any food really could be used, as long as it's eaten together with bread. For example, potatoes or even cooked vegetables could be used, because as long as it's cooked and it's somewhere to eat it with bread, it's fine. You should not use fruits. Fruits generally are not eaten with bread, so you can't use fruit. The meaning of most places... 
that the, the Nishmasodim brings, and the Mishabura already brings as well, is that the minig is to use a matzah and a boiled egg. The egg obviously should not be peeled, because if it's peeled, you have a problem of a beitzah that is peeled left overnight. For that, you're going to have to see the Pocket Alocha series on spiritually harmful foods, or listen to Shurim on that to understand exactly what to do in that situation, but it obviously should be a non-peeled egg. Uh, there is a hidden mitzvah, the Shlach Kodesh brought down the Mishibur Sikot Mches brings down is to use meat or fish as Erev Tavshinin. It's not a big deal. You put it in the fridge and keep it as Erev Tavshinin. Uh, you could use frozen item. Obviously, it's better to wait till they're defrosted. Um, if you don't have any matzah, for example, you can use uh, a, a cake that's obviously got matzah meal in it for those that uh, eat gebrachts. Um, you actually fulfill your obligation even if you use a, a food of a hacksaw that you yourself don't eat and it should be fully cooked before Yontav comes in. Now, let's move on. How large does it have to be? The food set aside should be the size of a kibetza, but if you do a kazayas, then it's fine. The foods do not have specifically to be cooked or baked for the Eret of Shin, but there is a hidden mitzvah to cook the, the egg. I mean, the matzah generally you've got it ready from before, but at least the egg should be cooked dafka for the Eret of Shin. It's a hidden mitzvah, but if it was boiled with all the other eggs to use for Shabbos, that's absolutely fine without any problem whatsoever. How do you make the Eret of Shin? So you take the two foods, right, the cooked and the baked item, you hold it in your right hand, as the Shokhanach, which obviously Dalla tells us everything done with the right hand. You make the bracha t- together with the accompanying text, Without any um, separation, right? You make the bracha baruch atah Hashem lekini malachanum asheket deshonu b'mitzvayso v'tzivanu al mitzvas eruv, and then you say the following: Bahadin eruva yeheshora lono laafuye ulevashule ulatmune udadluke shraga ulasakona ulemevat kol tzorchona miyoyma tova lashabata, which basically means in English, and you could say it in English as well, through the cooked and baked item of this Erev, it shall be permitted for us to bake, cook, completely insulate hot foods, light a candle from an existing flame, transport outside a pri- from a private domain, and make all of the necessary preparations from Yontov for Shabbat, as you can say in Yiddish, you can say in any uh, way you say whatever, you should wash your hands to make the bracha with clean hands, and if it's difficult to hold both items in your right hand, then you know, the, cooked hand sh- the cooked food should be held in the right hand, the baked in your left and the foods cannot be held in your hand you could just have them resting in front of you and that's absolutely fine the cooked food can be wrapped up at the time of the Erev in order to protect it. Same thing with the Matzah as well. Have Kavana to be it to the Mitzvah of Erev Tavshin, and you do have to understand what you're saying, and it's best for the wife to be there if the man is making it, when you're actually doing it, even though she doesn't have to hear the bracha, and she didn't hear it, it's still good, but it's, but if there, it's an Indian for her to be there at the time, as and the Erev Tavshin should then be placed in a very safe place for the duration of Yom Tov. Uh, and again, it allows you, that basically means, let's understand what we've just done, we've set Side food on Erev Yontav. I've prepared my Shabbos food, and anything I do on Yontav for Shabbos is considered that it's just a continuation of that. This, this Erev should be made on Erev Yontav any time during the day, and it should be done before your wife lights candles. I'm not going to go with the halachas of a person that forgot, and you remember during the first day, you should do it the second day, the second day, the first day. Tonight, the Gemara talks all about these things. I don't want to get into all these things, but I do want to mention very, very important that the Erev Tavshinin only allows preparation for Shabbos food on Friday, that is the day before Shabbos, not on Thursday for example you have two days, for example like this year, you have a Thursday, Friday and then a Shabbos, it does not allow me to cook on Thursday for Shabbos, I can only cook on Friday for Shabbos, that's a very very important thing, now can I do my preparation for Shabbos any times on, anytime on Friday 
So it's very important. We mentioned, if you remember, all in the beginning, there's a reason why I mentioned them. Two reasons for how the Eret Shin allows a person to cook on Yom Tov for Shabbos. One reason we said is that because theoretically the food could be used on Yom Tov, and therefore, since theoretically it could be used on Yom Tov, they let, you know, you're doing it, and then you can use it for Shabbos. Therefore, any food on Yom Tov for Shabbos should be ready at the time on Yom Tov, where theoretically, if guests would walk in, it would be ready, right? It basically means Michael Ben which is the third cooks. So therefore, basically, I want to make sure this is very, very important. People don't know this. The Mishabur brings us the Avram, the Ali Rabba, the Mishabur, the Shulchan Harav, all the good early boys came. That a person, when he cooks on Erev Shabbos this year, when he made the Erev Tavshini, and he cooks on Friday for Shabbos, he makes the cholent, he makes the chicken, he makes the kugel, whatever it is, he should try to make sure that it is it cooked at least a third before Shabbos comes in, so that theoretically you get in the Indian of if guests would walk in, I could use them, and therefore it would be really to use on Yonta. If this was not possible, Shul finished very late, I only remembered laughters, whatever, I could be makele and cook for Shabbos anytime, right before Shkia, even if the food will not be ready on Yonta. But it is an Indian for try person to try to make sure all his preparations are done, that it's already cooked before Shabbos comes in. What should you do with the Erev, even though the food of the Erev could be eaten immediately after your food preparations were done? meaning on the second day of Yom Tov, and you've lit your candles, because Shabbos hasn't even come in yet, but I've done all my preparations, I can now basically eat the Erev Tavshin. But the meaning is, Mr. Burum Memches brings already, the meaning is to try and use the matzah for all of the lechamish of all the suitors of Shabbos, and then eat it, the matzah and the egg, for the Shalashudas itself, even though the cooked icon can, can be eaten at any suda, but the meaning is to try and keep it till the last meal. They, once you used it for one mitzvah, then you use it for any mitzvah, you should use it for another mitzvah as well, that pretty much is the Indian of Erev Tavshin, but as Hashem, tomorrow I want to go to a little bit of Hilchus Yontov, and the halachas are preparing from one day of Yontov to another day Yontov, which Be'ezus Hashem will get to tomorrow, have a wonderful, healthy and safe day